Good morning. morning. And welcome on this absolutely spectacular All Saints Day, well, All Saints Transferred, as we like to say, All Saints was November 1. Uh, This morning's service, we will take time to celebrate All Saints Day and to remember those who have passed away during a special time uh, right after the homily. One liturgical note this morning, as you discovered when you walked in, we weren't handing out full booklets. Those booklets are at the end of the pew, and um, Sheila, I think you have one right up on the floor next to you. Um, Those are service booklets. We're going to use them for the month of November, and eventually we will begin using booklets through on a seasonal basis. So we'll use this book now, then come uh, December, we'll begin with an Advent book, then Christmas and Epiphany, and then Lent, so forth. And those will stay in the pews, and you'll get a sheet which has the collect, the readings, and the hymns for you laid out so you have that as well to follow along. A couple of people are wondering why do we keep printing if we have a prayer book that has all this information in it. And yes, this service does follow the prayer book exactly, so you can follow along in the prayer book if you wish. Reason I continue to print is, actually there's two reasons why I continue to print. One, because I have heard from visitors that it's so much easier to have everything in one place than get a full tour of the prayer book when you first come in. So it's a little bit more user-friendly. Secondly, having printed material allows us to utilize the full milieu of materials available for worship in the Episcopal Church. As we move forward, there's been a lot of liturgical work going on at convention the last few years. And it is likely that now that our prayer book is about 60 years old, because it started way back in about 1960 in its original form, that we'll begin seeing more prayer book revision. Much of it has already been done and is available to us through enriching our worship. It would be unfair on my part not to expose the congregation to those resources, for I'd hate to one day find out, oh, they've changed the prayer book and we didn't know about it. So it gives us a chance to be exposed to what's going on. Um, Not necessarily a steady diet, but a little nibble here and there never hurts anybody. So that gives us um, some flexibility as well. In the meantime, we hope to be saving paper and printing by going to booklets for a seasonal level. So on that note, I welcome everyone and let us stand and sing loudly and proudly hymn 287.
our service continues on the front page of our service booklets and also on 355 of the prayer book. Blessed be God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and blessed be his kingdom now and forever. Amen. Almighty God, to you all hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Christ our Lord. Amen. Lord be with you. Let us pray. Almighty God, you have knit together your elect in one communion and fellowship in the mystical body of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Give us grace so to follow your blessed saints in all virtuous and godly living, that we may come to those ineffable joys that you have prepared for those who truly love you, through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who with you and the Holy Spirit lives and reigns one God in the glory everlasting. Amen. Please be seated. A reading from the book of Daniel. In the first year of King Belshazzar of Babylon, Daniel had a dream and visions of, in his, of his head as he lay in bed. Then he wrote down the dream. I, Daniel, saw in my vision by night the four winds of heaven stirring up the great sea, and four great beasts came up out of the sea, different from one another. As for me, Daniel, my spirit was troubled within me, and the visions of my head terrified me. I approached one of the attendants to ask him the truth concerning all this. So he said that he would disclose to me the interpretation of the matter. 
As for these four great beasts, four kings shall arise out of the earth, but the holy ones of the Most High shall receive the kingdom and possess the kingdom forever, forever and ever. The word of the Lord. reading from Paul's letter to the Ephesians. In Christ we have also obtained an inheritance, having been destined according to the purpose of him who accomplishes all things according to his counsel and will, so that we, who were the first to set our hope on Christ, might live for the praise of his glory. In him you also, when you had heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and had believed in him, were marked with the seal of the promised Holy Spirit. This is the pledge of our inheritance toward redemption as God's own people, to the praise of his glory. I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love toward all the saints, and for this reason I do not cease to give thanks for you as I remember you in my prayers. I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation as you come to know him, so that with the eyes of your heart enlightened, you may know what is the hope to which he has called you. What are the riches of his glorious inheritance among the saints? And what is the immeasurable greatness of his power for us who believe, according to the working of his great power? God put the power to work in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion, and above every name that is named, not only in this stage, but also in the age to come. And he has put all things under his feet and has made him the head over all things for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. 
Our gospel hymn this morning is hymn 279. We'll sing the first three verses prior to the reading of the gospel, the fourth after. Please stand and join in singing hymn 279. gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Luke. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Jesus looked up at his disciples and said, Blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who are hungry now, for you will be filled. Blessed are you who weep now, for you will laugh. Blessed are you when people hate you, and when they exclude you, revile you, and defame you on account of the Son of Man. Rejoice in that day and leap for joy, for surely your reward is great in heaven. For that is what their ancestors did to the prophets. But woe to you who are rich, for you have received your consolation. Woe to you who are full now, for you will be hungry. Woe to you who are laughing now, for you will mourn and weep. Woe to you when all speak well of you, for that is what their ancestors did to the false prophets. But I say to you that, listen, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who abuse you. If anyone strikes you on the cheek, offer the other also. And from anyone who takes away your coat, do not withhold even your shirt. Give to everyone who begs from you. And if anyone takes away your goods, do not ask for them again. Do to others as you would have them do to you. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ.
In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Please be seated. This morning we do celebrate the Feast of All Saints. And while we talk about the saints with the big S's, we also talk about saints with small S's, those who are unknown. And it's for them whom this day was truly made, along with the Feast of All Souls. But one of the things that we often say on this day or talk about is how on this day we celebrate the cloud of witnesses, the company of heaven. And it goes there with when we talk about things like how somehow through the celebration of the Eucharist, heaven and earth are connected. Think about the line, with angels and archangels and all the company of heaven we sing. In that moment, it tells us that something that we are about in the terms of our celebration of Eucharist, we are connecting past, present, and future, and are thus wonderfully connected with all who have gone before us. And so the question that I think is worth pondering today is, what does that mean? And what does that look like for us? Because we live in a day where most people throughout this world believe in some form of afterlife. I can't tell you how many times I've sat at funerals listening to remembrances and to hear people who five minutes earlier told me, well, we don't go to church because we don't believe in this stuff turn around at the end of the remembrance and say, but you know, I know grandma is in a good place. How do you know that? The only reason you may possibly know that is because the church teaches about resurrection, that there is some form of afterlife, but without the crucifixion, without the story of Jesus, to say that grandma is in a better place would not be possible. We also live in a world where because we know that there is something that happens after death, for centuries there have been many who have tried to proclaim they can connect with our loved ones. And what used to be kept behind sort of closed doors and smoke-filled rooms, we now have before us on TV those proclaiming the life of the medium. TLC for years had our dear friend Teresa Caputo, the Long Island medium whose famous phrase was, the higher the hair, the closer to God. And one would think that through Teresa, there are millions of people who have passed on just dying to speak through her to her loved ones. I can't fault her message. There is truth to what she's telling us. There is life after death. And that life is a good one. And those who have passed away are in a place of great comfort and joy. But I'm not sure the third part of her message is exactly what we are called to believe, that they are 
trying through certain people to communicate with each and every one of us. Unfortunately, that may be because I have always ascribed more to Thornton Wilder's understanding of what is life beyond the grave. That scene from our town when Emily is laid to rest and as she speaks with the other townspeople who lie with her about her angst of separating from the world of the living, they say in their own kind of slow, solemn way, in time. You will put that to the past. And I think about the words I say at burial services all the time. Here is the hardest part of our service. Because your loved one stays here as we move on with life on this earth. And again, I may hold to that more because according to Myers-Briggs, I am more aligned with Leonard Nimoy's Dr. Spock than I am with the wonderful writer Barbara Brown Taylor, who is so wonderfully emotive and feeling in her writing. But that's not to say that I do not believe in having conversations with loved ones who have passed away. Very few mornings go by that I am not walking my route in my neighborhood at 5 a.m., talking with my father, who passed away seven years ago, mostly to complain about the situation he left us with my mother. And I have to admit, my father, beyond the grave, is a far better listener than he ever was in life. <laughs> but it's not to say that I've ever heard him comment back, or that the conversation I have in my head is beyond my own comfort. But it feels good to let him know how I feel in the moment. And I know we all seek a sense of comfort and a desire and need for connection with our loved ones who have moved on. To live in that sense of our memories in that sense that they still hear us, that they're still somehow present, and I believe that is answered to us in how they have left their legacy behind within us. When we talk about the cloud of witnesses and how they have left behind the stories of their lives, their writings, as our colleagues said, they carry us through these hard times, the times when we are in doubt, the times when we are afraid. We look to the past to assure us that the future is there. But I truly believe also in the company of heaven, as we say each week, that somehow through our prayer, by connecting with the words of the centuries and the millennia, that that truly connects us with those who have gone before us and even those who will come before us or come after us. I will never forget the feeling I had when I first saw the Dead Sea Scrolls displayed in Jerusalem. 
as I look at this ancient scroll laid out encased before me and read the words of Hosea that were before me, I had this sense as I read the translation that I read it with the centuries and the millennia of people who have read and worshipped and prayed those words before and will do so after. It is not that different than the same reality I felt when I walked my way up the spiral staircase from the necropolis below the Vatican after having been within inches of St. Peter's tomb and into the crypt of popes. And as I looked down the corridor at the sarcophagi of the popes dating back some 500 years, I couldn't help but feel once again that connection. The connection of those who had gone before, who had proclaimed the faith of Christ and made known the gospel in their time that their legacy somehow carried me as well in faith. It is not that different than the observation made by one of my parishioners in Boston. After having gathered on the shorefront of what is now the Barbara C. Harris Camp and Conference Center with many others from the diocese that day, and as we prepared for Eucharist, we prayed the Lord's Prayer. And he said to me the same things that I had felt as well in the past, that as he said those words, somehow he felt that deep connection, not just with the people who were with us that day, but with the ages and the decades and centuries of people who had prayed by that lake and by the millennia of people who have prayed those words we say so quickly in our prayers even today. That is the beauty of our faith, that through the work of the saints, through the prayers of the millennia that we take with us in the tradition, every time we gather in praise, we join with the heavenly host, the cloud of witnesses around us. And there we connect and become unified, not just with us in this room, but through the transcendence of time, both back and forward as we celebrate the greatest gift or gifts that our loved ones have given us, gifts that give us hope, gifts that give us a sense of trust in a loving God, a gift that gives us assurance that life doesn't end at the grave, but begins again anew through the sacrifice of the cross and that our partings are never that of so long forever. But goodbye for now, for we shall meet again. Amen.
Paschal candle is in front of us this morning because every time we celebrate a memorial or funeral service, we celebrate Easter. And on this All Saints, it's appropriate that it is lit in the same way that it is displayed during Easter season. As is also the tradition on All Saints, we remember those who have passed away since the last All Saints Day. And as we combine that with All Souls, we also take time this morning to light a candle in memory of a loved one, whether they passed away this year or last year or years past. But I wish to begin this morning by remembering those who have died and were buried from the church. If you have a loved one that has been buried here through St. Peter's this year, you are invited to come up and proclaim their name as you light a candle. But we begin with Venera Anna Haslam. basking in the light of the saints of God. And in communion with them, let us stand and affirm our faith with the words of the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten not made, of one being with the Father, through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven. By the power of the Holy Spirit, he became incarnate from the Virgin Mary and was made man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again, in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, with the Father and the Son, he is worshipped and glorified. He has spoken through the prophets. Apostolic Church, we acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. I ask your prayers for God's people throughout the world, for Michael, our presiding bishop, and Nicholas, our bishop, for this gathering, and for all ministers and people. Pray for the church. I ask your prayers for peace, for goodwill among nations, and for the well-being of all people. Pray for justice and peace. I ask your prayers for the poor, the sick, the hungry, the oppressed, and those in prison. Pray for those in any need or trouble. I ask your prayers for all who seek God or a deeper knowledge of him. 
Pray that they may find and be found by him. I ask your prayers for the departed, especially Ben McCleary and Mary Costello. Pray for those who have died. In our parish cycle of prayer, I ask your prayers for Jean McClary, Ryan, Sherry, Jackson, and Lily McNeese, and Andrew and Nancy Mead. In our diocesan cycle of prayer, I ask your prayers for All Saints Pontiac, All Saints Memorial Providence, St. Martin's Providence, and for just and fair elections in our nation. Praise God for those in every generation in whom Christ has been honored. Pray that we may have grace to glorify Christ in our own day. Almighty God, by your Holy Spirit, you've made us one with your saints in heaven and on earth. Grant that in our earthly pilgrimage we may always be supported by this fellowship of love and prayer, and know ourselves to be surrounded by their witness to your power and mercy. We ask this for the sake of Jesus Christ, in whom all our intercessions are acceptable through the Spirit who lives and reigns forever and ever. Amen. Let us confess our sins against God and our neighbor. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry and we humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways, to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on you, forgive you all your sins through our Lord Jesus Christ, strengthen you in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep you in eternal life. Amen. Please stand. The peace of the Lord be always with you. Let us greet one another with a sign of Christ's love for us. Thank you. You're doing a great job. Oh, aren't they cute? Peace. Peace to the choir. Peace. Please be seated. This morning, uh, we have a handful of announcements. First, uh, there's coffee hour, thanks to the Clarity family. And um, we also have Sam here from Bethlehem Arts. And Sam wants to talk about what we're doing. <laughs> ah.
My name is Sam Kumsiya. I am from Bethlehem. Bethlehem is a small town near Bethlehem, and Bethlehem is a shepherd town. I would like to, to share with you some of the situation for the Christian living in the Middle East. I wish I had good news to share it with you, but I don't. Situation even worse than ever for the Christian living in the Holy Land. In the last, in the last five years, we dropped from 20% to maybe like 19%, uh, 17% in Bethlehem, and also in, in all the Holy Land, we are only 1% the Christian community. So we are moved Bethlehem outward. We try to support our families to stay in Bethlehem and Jerusalem by selling the olive wood items at, at the churches, different churches every weekend. The olive wood items is all handmade by the Christian families there, and it's like nativity sets, crosses, ornaments. We have a lot of display in the parish hall. We are asking you kindly for your support and prayer. Please stop by after the service to browse what we have brought to us of more than 250 Christian and their family homes. And also we are asking you deeply for your prayer. Thank you, and God bless you all. Thank you, Sam. Is there anyone here to make an announcement for the community market this morning? I know we had it at 8 o'clock. So uh, first of all, as you go out in the parish hall, you're going to see the results of the Boy Scout food drive, 4,140 pounds of food. If you want to see what that looks like, take a look along the, the back wall of the church and into the conference room and in the pantry. We are luckily um, filled to the gills with food, which is great. But that food's only going to last um, maybe two months, possibly three at the rate um, we are in, that the need has been presented here. Our in-house um, or Friday afternoon group is growing rapidly due to the rising cost of food. And of course, we have been working with um, URI to help feed their graduate students as URI's um, Rody Outpost tries to get back up and running um, after a pandemic and new location. The community market is also preparing for the Thanksgiving uh, turkey dinner um, giveaway or um, market. On that day, we give out up to 65 turkey dinners, um, turkey from Belmont and all the fixings to go with it. It is estimated this year that our turkeys are going to double in price, as we've all discovered at the stores already. So it was about $15 last year, is now $30 for a turkey. A complete dinner for a family is approximately $50. And we do ask anyone who is able to make a donation to the Thanksgiving market, it'd be greatly um, appreciated and accepted. So that's what's going on at the community market. Also, the community market is always in need of volunteers. They begin about 1.30, 2 o'clock on Friday to set up around 2 o'clock. When setup is done, there is uh, filling the bags for the orders from URI. And then from about 3 to 3.45 is the first major crush of people through. That's when we really need help. But we also need helpers um, at the end of the day, about 4.30, quarter of 5, to help pick up and put everything away. We also need volunteers for Tuesdays when the um, deliveries come from the food bank. And I'm sure Susan would love somebody to help out with picking up food from the food bank. She fills her car just about every week with about what, 90, no, a couple hundred pounds of food. 
And you should see how low it sits on the ground when she's got all that food in there. So we're always looking for help. If you can help with the um, community market, please talk with me or speak with Mary Ellen in the office or Sue Dvorak um, or Becky Johnson. Looking forward, the bazaar is coming at the end of or the beginning of next month. Much has been done. 205 baskets have been beautifully assembled and now we are getting ready to plan for people to help with the basket brigade because they all have to come out of the basement and into the church for December 3rd. We need help with the bake table. We need help with all the um, various departments that we have. And sign-up sheets are up in the back as well as, again, you can call and volunteer. And Colleen Sardelli is organizing people for where we need volunteers on that day. And we always need volunteers for cleanup. So let's put that down there as well. And then Ron has an announcement about the Stray Dog Dinner. Hello, as you've been, if you've been checking your email, the Thanksgiving dinner uh, that is gonna happen on Thanksgiving, and I'm thinking probably between one and three o'clock. Stray Dog Thanksgiving, uh, we're gonna have a little donation for the animal shelter over in Keystale or whatever. Just make a couple turkeys. I've been getting some recipes, getting some ideas. We don't do anything for Thanksgiving anyways, so this is kind of fun for us. It gives us something to do. And if you don't have plans, or if your plans kind of just include sitting around doing nothing, this would be kind of a fun way to get together and do nothing together. Uh, and you don't have to cook, so that'll be fun. All right, that's all. <laughs> also, thank you to all of our volunteers who are helping out this morning, to the Clarities for ushering. And welcome to Isla as her first time cruciferring. We greatly appreciate your help this morning to our readers and um, to all of our volunteer choir members for being here and making such a wonderful sound. Uh, just a note, uh, Maury and I are heading out for three days of rest and relaxation post-wedding. Uh, I think we're gonna sleep, but we unfortunately originally had a flight at 5 p.m. that got moved up to 3 p.m. So please, um, I ask your forgiveness as I rush out the door as soon as I've greeted everyone in the back. So with that, walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself for us an offering and sacrifice to God.
the Lord be with you, and also with you. Lift up your hearts, we lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give him thanks and praise. It is right and a good and joyful thing, always and everywhere to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. For in the multitude of your saints, you have surrounded us with a great cloud of witnesses that we might rejoice in their fellowship and run with endurance the race that is set before us and together with them receive the crown of glory that never fades away. Therefore, we praise you, joining our voices with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, who forever sing this hymn to proclaim the glory of your name. Gracious Father, in your infinite love you made us for yourself. And when we had fallen into sin and become subject to evil and death, you in your mercy sent Jesus Christ, your only and eternal Son, to share our human nature, to live and die as one of us, to reconcile us to you, the God and Father of all. He stretched out his arms upon the cross and offered himself in obedience to your will a perfect sacrifice for the whole world. On the night he was handed over to suffering and death, our Lord Jesus Christ took bread, and when he had given thanks to you, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. After supper he took the cup of wine, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this for the remembrance of me. Therefore we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. 
we celebrate the memorial of our redemption, O Father, in this sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving. Recalling his death, resurrection, and ascension, we offer you these gifts. Sanctify them by your Holy Spirit to be for your people the body and blood of your Son, the holy food and drink of new and unending life in him. Sanctify us also, that we may faithfully receive this holy sacrament and serve you in unity, constancy, and peace. And at the last day, bring us with all your saints into the joy of your eternal kingdom. All this we ask through your Son, Jesus Christ, by him and with him and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. And now, as our Savior Christ has taught us, we are bold to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Alleluia, Christ, our Passover is sacrificed for us. Therefore, let us keep the feast. Alleluia. The gifts of God for the people of God. Take them in remembrance that Christ died for you and feed on him in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving. The body and blood of Christ. Amen. The body of Christ, the bread of
Let us pray. Almighty and ever-living God, we thank you for feeding us with the spiritual food of the most precious body and blood of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, and for assuring us in these holy mysteries that we are living members of the body of your Son and heirs of your eternal kingdom. And now, Father, send us out to do the work you have given us to do, to love and serve you as faithful witnesses of Christ our Lord. To him, to you, and to the Holy Spirit, the honor and glory, now and forever. Amen. The peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be with you and remain with you always. Amen. Amen. Please stand and join in singing hymn 618. Amen. 